Hi, everybody. It's Tay. Welcome back to the PSW podcast. I'm here today with Paige Joy, a pandemic PSW. Um, Paige is here today to kind of talk about her experience in essentially learning how to be a PSW in the pandemic, which is something that I'd like to put the magnifying glass to a little bit because now we're creating a new breed of PSW that has essentially learned online and is being tossed out into the work field. And some people are thriving and I find some people it's terrifying. And in my personal opinion, I don't think it's fair to throw people out there like that. And I know a general consensus that I've heard, I don't know if you could back this up page, is that people don't feel prepared and they feel like they're kind of alone in their workspace. Um, yeah, that's, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's confirmed. Okay. So I wanted to dive into that. I want to start comparing, you know, multiple PSWs, education levels, and examine why it's important to get real life experience and not have a hybrid course online. I'm not trying to knock all of the hybrid courses, but there's some things that you can't learn online, and I don't think it's fair to push people into that. So thank you for being here, Paige. And just to get started right off the bat here, how was it being a pandemic PSW for you? Uh, honestly, I'll say in my experience of schooling, because I have a couple degrees behind me, um, it was the most uh, interesting, I'd have to say. It was definitely a teach yourself kind of course. Um, I saw a lot of people struggle and actually a lot of the times, um, my fellow classmates or even the teachers were telling my fellow classmates to come and get answers and to learn from me because I knew what I was doing, which really shouldn't be happening, but (laughs) like, thanks for that pressure. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like a DIY experience for you. Yeah, pretty much you had to, um, cause a lot of the courses were async, like asynchronous. So like you weren't even sitting in like a zoom classroom, really. It was mostly, okay, here are the slides that have already been uploaded, read through the slides, read through the textbooks, figure it out. Here's your online test. That's it. That's, that's it. And then they're like, oh yeah, we will try to do like placements, but if uh, COVID happens, the placements get canceled because we can't have the students in due to liability or yes, here's your lab, but it's an hour and a half once a week. Please take what you learned online and try it with a partner. Okay. That's it. You're done. Go and have fun. Like (laughs) (laughs) have fun. Yeah. Honestly, what happens if your clinical gets canceled? Like, do they make it up somehow? There was a lot of people that hours weren't, <laughs> weren't made up because it, there was nowhere else to put them or, you know, the COVID in some of the homes was so bad that if a student was offered to go back, they're like, I don't want to go in because I'm not, I'm not prepared or ready for this. It made a lot of people unsettled and upset. I saw a lot of people myself cry over it. I ended up being, um, a lucky, I'd say lucky one, but not super lucky. So, um, I got hired by a home, um, in my town. Cause I was in Delhi, um, living when I started school, but I drove to Hamilton for school. If it was in class, um, because I got into, uh, the Mohawk McMaster 
PSW course, because um, that is where I had done previous schooling. So driving doesn't bother me or anything like that. But because I got hired by a home in town, I wasn't pretty much, I wasn't down in it with COVID where in Hamilton and Burlington, where they were placing people, COVID was very, very high. I was in a small town of 4,000 people where it was maybe like sprinkled around. It wasn't as uh, as heavy set. So I got to do a lot of the hands-on learning without being under a super stressful environment, unlike other people that I went to school with, which I think created a big difference in how I was trained compared to other people that graduated with me. And did you find that infection control was really enforced within your course? I just feel like that's so important. And then we're in the middle of a literal crisis and to throw people into a germ infested workplace with what sounds like very minimal, um, not knowledge, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they try to really make the infection control a really big thing. Um, like they had that glitter stuff that we put on our hands to do like the hand washing. And then you put your hands under a UV light to Mm -hmm. see how much dirt is on there. Um, and then making sure that you were actually wearing your, your mask when you came to school, but kind of out outside of that, it was just the typical infection prevention, maybe module that you do online. And I found that even in some of the homes, um, cause the first placement that I had, uh, before I got hired to work in town, it was in Burlington and they had a COVID scare outbreak. Um, the staff knew about it the students were still just wearing their regular surgical masks until we found out. Yeah. Until like we were told and then they're because they're like, Oh, you guys can't come back like this next time. We were like, Oh, like what's going on? Like, there's no way you just fired like 14 of us. Right. Um, And they're like, Oh, uh, like we believe that we have a COVID outbreak and there was COVID positives here. And some were like staff members. And we were all like, well, why didn't you have us? wearing like the N95s or whatever, like literally what we were mask fit for. You had us wearing surgical masks, even though upper management knew. And it just seemed like they didn't, they didn't care. They were, they were already burnt out and we were only like six months into this. (laughs) I've heard of that a lot as well. Like just miscommunications left, right and center and things that could have been prevented weren't prevented just because nobody was talking. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's scary. Um, It's scary that if you miss your clinical, like it doesn't get made up and it's scary that you're just having a module and then you're sent into the belly of the beast in some cases. And I mean, in, in my opinion too, I feel like we're taking people whose minds and hearts are in the right place and they think I'm going to go help. I'm going to sign up for this course. I'm going to educate myself and become a PSW And then immediately it's like an anxiety inducing career for them. And it's not because of the career itself. In some cases it is, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're under preparing people and throwing them in. And did you see a lot of your own classmates burn out as well? Yeah, a lot of um, it was pretty much sink or swim. Uh, A lot of people were getting burnt out even before Um, we even were sent out like to fully work, like even just getting near the end of the course. Um, and I found, yes, it was because of the way the schooling was and everything, but I also 
and I even experienced it myself being sent into homes um, and people who had been working in the field for like 20, 30 years, you know, they're already getting to the point where they're burnt out. It's a hard job. Like you can only do this job for so long. Uh, a human body can only take so much. Right. Yeah. Um, then you throw COVID on top of it. So, you know, they're getting stressed out from that. It's the first time that they've had to wear masks for extended period of times in their career. And then you're being sent new PSWs that are asking a lot more questions than would have been other people. And they're getting mad and they're yelling at us. Um, I had a situation where um, it was the first time uh, dealing with a client who had a large BM that made them pretty much covered. Um, And I took a step back because we hadn't really been trained for that. So I stepped back for a moment just to collect myself to be like, okay, Paige, how are you going to clean up this person, but still give them their dignity and not, not make it seem like it's a problem. Right. Cause you don't want to like have that look on your face of like, Oh man, you know, <laughs> be, be freaked out. Like that, that does nothing for you. And it does nothing for the clients that you're working with. And the PSW that I was partnered with started screaming at me, telling me that I don't know how to do my job and I must be stupid and blah, 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 blah. And I just looked at her and I was like, well, first of all, don't know who you think you are, um, but you can't talk to people like this. Um, and because you spoke to me like this, well, I guess you're cleaning them now because I'm walking away from this situation because I'm not being verbally abused. And I said, second of all, I'm literally brand new to the field. It's going to take me a couple moments to figure out what to do. Me stepping back doesn't mean that I'm not going to do my job. I never stated I wasn't going to do my job. I just needed to take a moment to collect myself because I have never seen or dealt with this before but it's, it yes yes yeah. <laughs> I agree just, uh, I they didn't seem like, to understand that yeah I think like there's so many things wrong with this you know because a lot of us know like if you know you know if someone is a large bm and I think I know exactly what you're talking about in this sense yep. like even some of the seasoned vets are like, where do I start? Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You kind of have to take a second to just kind of take everything in, you know, kind of ground yourself and then go in and deal with the problem. I'm going to use. Yes. Like I just, I don't think that it's it. Most of the job is hands-on. Like that's Mm -hmm. what honestly, I think 95% of the job is, is hands-on experience And we're robbing our students of that by creating this hybrid online cut corners course. And I think the idea behind it too, is just to put bodies in the units. Here you go. Here's some extra help, but it's not helpful. It's exacerbating problems further. And it's putting an extra, not like a burden, but a weight on your current staff, because now you have to create a PSW because they've just learned online, you know? And like, I definitely don't think it's fair to snap at someone like this PSW did to you. That's a little much, but um, it's frustrating for everybody involved. And then it also is. Yeah. And it's just, it's so preventable because we could just have an on like online module, but then real life experience with your teacher or with resources available to you, not another working staff member who probably has eight you know, to 10 residents to take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, and staff are already so stressed out, especially in long-term care because of the like staff to patient ratio. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, that that's something that needs to be changed in itself uh, to make things easier and to not burn people out. But, you know, you have that going on, then you're throwing the new people in. And I also think that like with the online courses, 
they really weren't preparing the PSWs for what they were walking into, not in the sense of the job itself, but the fact if you are, um, there is such a difference between long-term care, retirement home and home care that people do not seem to understand. And people don't understand that if you work in long-term care, for example, it shouldn't be this way, but usually ends up this way there. You could be working by yourself on the floor with 14 people that you have to get up and get ready. Um, it shouldn't be that way because number one, a most long-term care facilities, you end up having lifts, whether that be like a ceiling lift or a sit to stand like Sarah lift. Um, you can't use those by yourself, but you end up having people having to use them by themselves because there, there isn't enough staff there, which just is, is a whole other problem in itself. Um, so I think like, yeah, the government was like, yes, let's put bodies in because, you know, a light is being, uh, shown upon us that hasn't been before. And, you know, we're on the hot seat, so we need to make it seem like we're trying to do something to solve the problem. Um, but they shouldn't have just done that. They should have started where the problem is, which is actually get more people working and reduce the staff, like the patient to staff ratio before jumping in full force to get new people trained. Because now you have two problems going on that's making the entire problem worse. I felt like, yeah, like go off when you were like, (laughs) when you just said there that, you know, it's making things worse. And it was almost like we just had to show that we're putting bodies in. That's also how I felt. And it's nice to hear that confirmed from someone who went through the program themselves. I, I think, yeah, like you said, the light was shone on some of the like dark holes in our systems there. And to kind of create good media, I think the idea, you know, maybe there was good intention, I think, in it too. And I think there was good intention. They just need to, they needed to figure out a better process to do it. And this is like, this isn't just coming from my experience of having to go through like the online schooling and, uh, you know, being a PSW and stuff. This also comes from like my legal experience. Like I was a practicing paralegal before this. I have seen a lot of darkness in the world. Uh, tons of darkness. It makes me terrified of the internet and different things because of, of what I've seen and how terrible people can be. And as I was sitting here, you know, watching all this go down and things coming to light, I, I was already my, the legal portion of my brain was already going and going, oh man, this is going to cause so much more problems than, uh, than what's needed, especially with everything that's going on because everybody is already so stressed. And then with COVID, like, I kind of was like, well, this is going to be a burning train. Let's see how it, how it ends. (laughs) It is a burning train. Yes. And it was like, but we have more bodies and we have more help. And it's like, you have fresh people on the unit that not no fault of their own, really don't know what's going on and what they're doing because now everything they were taught online, they're suddenly expected to act out with their own hands Mm -hmm. um, on the spot. And you know, like your residents and patients and clients, wherever, whatever situation you're in, they all rely on you to know what you're doing because a lot of their life or, you know, important activities are in your hands. So now we're taking fresh people. We're like, here, we have knowledgeable staff, which you have knowledge, but you don't have hands-on experience. And then it's like, okay, now go take care of this person. And, you know, mistakes happen. You get nervous. It's terrifying to be in that position by yourself. And personally, I had someone, um, she was really nice too, but she 
she didn't know how to do a bed bath. And I was like, I was a little bit, I wasn't like mean to her, like that PSW was to you. But inside I was like, this is so frustrating that I'm on my shift. I have people to take care of and I'm teaching someone how to do a bed bath. And, and it's scary too, because of infection control too. Like some of that was gone. And I was like, oh my God, like at one point I was in like an ICU doing this stuff. And I was like, I just don't want to be a part of it because I love my job. I didn't like not want to be a part of it, like my job, but I didn't want to train anybody for a second there. Cause I was like, this just seems, and I'm sure you could back this up like a massive liability issue. And I don't want to be a puppet on the the stage being like, this is great. Thanks for the help. Cause at this point I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want the help because because if something, if something goes wrong, it doesn't, uh, it has the tendency to fall on the person who's been doing it a lot longer than the new person. And, um, personally, what, what I found is, um, I'll take another thing that happened to me, like wild ride going through this coming into BSW. Um, I witnessed abuse with my own eyeballs, but literally with my own eyeballs, witnessed abuse reported it, uh, to my charge nurse, the charge nurse did not, uh, me being a new person, I wasn't fully uh, trained on what the policies were to report abuse. I'm like, I know I have to report it, go to the charge nurse. Um, they said, yeah, we'll deal with it. It was never dealt with two weeks later. I'm in a union meeting and I bring it up again and they're like, oh no, this is what you have to do this, 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 and this. So then I got in trouble for, you know, being two weeks later, which I'm like, fine, I'll take that. That that's okay. It's, it's a learning curve. Well, I'll take that. Well, what are you going to do about this abuse? Instead of doing anything, they come to me and they're like, oh, well, you know, she's a, she's an ex nurse nurses stick together. You need to drop, drop your abuse allegation. And I was like, I'm not, I, I don't know what kind of person you think I am, but I'm not dropping abuse allegations. Um, that's wrong. And they're like, well, you know, we'll, we'll ruin, uh, your spouse's name because my spouse, uh, his last name is a big name, uh, in Delhi. Um, he's one of the OG families. And I was like, well, I guess it's going to happen. His family knows what kind of person I am. So like, you know, rain it down upon me, but I'm not, I'm not changing what my statement was. And now I'm also handing in my resignation because I can't, I can't work for a place that's not going to take abuse seriously either. And it just like it for the new PSWs that come in and see that, especially because like, I will say one of the biggest things pushed when you our training online is that you don't take abuse. Abuse is a no-go. You don't, right? Um, yes, report abuse, report abuse. And then you report it and it's, it's turned around on you. Like you've done something wrong, even though you're doing the right thing. Well, as a new PSW, that makes you not want to go back into the field. Um, especially for someone like I'm a, I'm a pretty hardy person. I don't, uh, things don't scare me. I don't, I don't back down easy. If I think that something's wrong, uh, I'm the, I'm the wrong person to mess with. I will, I will fight it to the very end. Uh, you won't like me by the end of it. <laughs> most people are not like that. Mo- most people can't handle that stress and don't, don't know what to do in scenarios like that. So then, you know, you have a person that wanted to come into healthcare, wanted to make a difference, has, has gone through online schooling is trying their best, you know, trying to learn as they go in this job. And then that happens and then they leave. Well, what, what was the point of all that? You, you just ruined somebody's career. And that could have been someone that made a huge difference in healthcare because of, of what? It's like, who's in charge? There's, it feels like no one's in charge sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. I, um, I agree. And I think to, to add on to that 
from what I've seen too, is that people, if you're new, you're fresh, you're nervous, you're trying to do your best job and you've seen your staff coming at you and cornering you and gaslighting you. Some people aren't like you and might actually think, oh, maybe I did do something wrong. And then they become compliant with what's going on and, or they just sweep it under the rug, which further contributes to this whole thing that, you know, I've been advocating for in general, which is what is going on behind closed doors and exactly. the fact that it well, needs what to are be they hiding? <laughs> exactly. And for the public, for the public that listens to these podcasts and to some of our content that we pump out, you are paying so much money for your family member to be in this home and you are entrusting that someone is coming in and taking proper care of them. We're finding out that we have people that have just done modules online and are coming in and touching your family member with really no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it seems like some big puppet show to me to say, we have help. Look at how we're staffing our homes. You might as well well, not. What can they actually do? (laughs) We might as well not have help in some instance. Like for me in that moment, I was like, I actually just don't want to be involved in this because this is scary. And you know, like I see you as well. Like you touch someone the wrong way and they literally can pass away and die. And I was like, I am not, I'm not giving people bed bath lessons on critically ill people, you know? Oh, absolutely. And people, people also don't really seem to understand that too. Um, cause even like, say you have a client, you have to get them into bed. They're a client that doesn't have a lift, like home care, for example, they're not really easy, able, like easily able to get into bed by themselves. You kind of have to do where you wrap your arm around them and lift them their legs up and kind of turn them. If you are not trained to do that properly, you can a break the client's arm because you have to know to make sure that client can't put their arm out when you turn them. Mm-hmm. And you can also gravely injure yourself too, um, if you're not trained properly. And even with me, like a couple months ago, cause I have, I have one client myself that I have to do this with, but I, I got the training. I'm comfortable with doing it. You know, I run my own company. I'm the boss. I have to have the training to be able to do it. Um, and I even had a, had a scenario where the person ended up moving their arm out and me, just going by instinct, not what you were supposed to do. Um, I, my arm that was underneath the legs, I shot it up to grab her arm to move it back while I ripped my rotator cuff. Oh gosh. I've heard of these things so much too. Yes. Just and instinct it, or to catch it, someone it, when they it, fall. It, you're like, because it's like, oh no, all my brain could be like, they're going to hurt themselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but most people, uh, if you're not trained properly, you're a new PSW doing that. You, you don't have those instincts. Um, so then, you know, they end up breaking their arm. Well, then what, what are you going to do? The liability is on you. And also another thing is that a lot of these new PSWs don't understand that you need to carry liability insurance. <laughs> they, uh-huh, don't, go. <laughs> they, they don't. And they're like, Oh, wh- what's the need for that? Why do I have to pay for that? I'm like, do you, do you not understand how badly you can be sued? <laughs> like you're dealing with a human being. This is not, this is not something um, that you should take lightly. Like their life and their care is in your hands. You should pay that whatever amount it is per month or go to OPSA and 
pay and get their liability insurance. You, you pay what, like $300, you got it for the year, just do it. It's worth the money to do it up front because you are going to pay out millions of other dollars if you end up being sued because you did something wrong, whether or not you've realized it was wrong or that you made a mistake. Mistakes do happen. You can still be charged. It's the yes. slightest thing. And I think yes. that's also the scary part is that you could do one thing wrong. And if the family comes after you, what are we going to do? Like, I don't have a legal background. I know nothing, you know, like I, I had, I had a situation, not like, not that like that, but I didn't feel comfortable training some people and it turned into this thing. Um, but I didn't know where to start from that. And I'm, I've never been in that sort of a scenario and my membership came in handy there for that. And you yeah, don't it, uh, it until you're yeah. in the hot water, you're in this crazy corner and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. And you don't expect it because I'm the type of person that when I work, I like keep to myself, I stay out of trouble, mm -hmm. but you don't know other people's intentions. So if someone wants to try something with you, then what do you there's, do? Uh, and then this, this leads us into the whole other like aspect of things is there are some people in this field that should not be in this field uh, because they are in it for the money or the free online schooling because they don't have to put a lot of effort in to do the online schooling, which creates a whole other problem in itself. The um, and the, those, those are shoddy people that, yeah, they'll throw you under the bus because they don't want to take responsibility for what they did. And these are people that, um, you know, are, are people that you probably wouldn't be friends with, like outside of work that you're like, mm, I get a weird feeling from you. And then you turn around and you find out, oh, you know, they verbally abuse somebody, they're doing neglect, they accepted a, a monetary gift from a family after doing palliative care for their, their mother. Things that, that should not happen that, um, you know, are unethical, um, that they're getting away with because that it was so easy for them to get their footing in the door to be able to walk down this career. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people see the bad not the good. It's just like negative reviews, you know, negative review, 10 people will see a good review. Maybe two people see it's always the negative that, um, runs everything. Well, then you get this opinion of, uh, people get this opinion in society and in the community. Oh, well, PSWs aren't smart. They're the, they're the bottom of the totem pole. Look, look at this, 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 and this. Well, you know what? A lot of people who work in PSW, they're as smart as, some nurses that we have just some people don't have the affordability to be able to con continue through school. So the best thing that they could do was come into PSW because they know they want to be in healthcare and they want to make the difference. But that's, that's what they have available to them that doesn't make them dumb or make them worse than anybody else. But because you have these other people doing all this bad that people see, that's the assumption that gets put on everybody, which is just terrible in itself. Um, and then you also get people who think that they can, they can get away with this because they're like, Oh, well, I, I got away with it here, here, and here. Who's, who's going to stop me? Or, uh, I got called on it before, but you know, nothing, nothing ended up happening. And I will, um, I'll fully say this, uh, this is something that I'm running into with, uh, my company. I just had to fire somebody this week. Um, I found out they ended up becoming friends with the family, um, that they were providing palliative care for, and they accepted almost $8,000 from the family as a gift. 
I was not aware. And I lost my ever loving mind when I found out because a, that makes my company look absolutely terrible. And I don't stand for any of that whatsoever. That's in the same category as abuse with me. It's disgusting. Um, and I will, I said that to that person's face when I found out, um, and it immediately results in you being fired now, now, because you decided to do that, you don't work for me, but now what can I do to stop that person from doing, doing the harm to other people? Because PSWs aren't regulated. I don't have a board to go to, to report them, to be like, this person is unethical and should not be working with any vulnerable person. And then you're stuck because then legally I can't go tell other people their name. It's like this gray area. And it's, they think they thought that they would be able to get away with it. They're like, oh, Paige is young. Paige has tattoos. She's, she's cool. She'd be, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't, uh, that, that stuff doesn't, doesn't fly with me. I have, a an adult special needs brother that I'm the primary caregiver for. Um, I, uh, I take to heart very much, uh, people who decide to take advantage of vulnerable people. My grandfather was my best friend. And let me tell you, if I had, a if I found out that somebody did that to him, uh, if he was still alive, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. I would probably be in jail for assault because I just don't, um, I, I don't take kindly to that. It's absolutely, it's, it's disgusting and it, it breaks my heart, but online schooling has opened the door to that because you can't suss these people out that you would see in class because everybody has a tell that would come out at some point. Well, if you are in class every day with somebody for eight months, a teacher, another person, somebody is going to see that and you could stop them from graduating and entering the field before it even begins, because you can report to the school. You can, you know, do whatever, not much you can do once they get out there and they they're working because we're not regulated, which is why we should have a regulatory body because me as a paralegal, I still hold, hold my license. I didn't get rid of it when I decided to um, switch fields because A, it was a lot of money to get that. And I put a lot of time and effort into it. But B, it, it comes in handy. It, it really does. Um, but if I were um, to do something as a PSW, I'm actually held accountable by the law society. I can be called in front of them and be reamed out by them because I'm registered to them. It's a regulatory body. Their ethical code goes for everything that I do. Um, I could be reported at any point in time. Like my name is out there on their database. You search me, you see that I have a license. You can report me for anything, you know, that's, that's why we need it. It's the same thing with nurses and doctors. You can report them for anything and their information is there because we work with vulnerable people. Why has the government let PSWs, who are the ones that have the most hands-on care with people who are vulnerable, why, why have they stopped or hindered the fact that we want a regulatory body? Why do other PSWs sit here and say, I don't want to be regulated? Well, why would you say that? You should want to be regulated. It protects you and it protects your clients. <laughs> that was just so beautiful to listen to. <laughs> I'm, I have a... a I have passion. It, um, I feel it, it through the screen. It makes me very, um, a lot of things that I see make, it makes me very upset. And I, like I said, I'm a person that I, 
I will stand up for the little people. I have no issue being on full blast that light is shone my way because um, I was raised properly. I, I was raised by my grandparents. I was taught the right way to do things, to be respectful to your elders. Um, my grandfather was, was my best friend. I, I look at all clients as I would my grandparents. If I would not treat my grandparents that way, why should anybody else be treated that way? It's, you know, seniors, children, and people with special needs, they're the most innocent people in society. Um, they, they've done nothing wrong and they, they deserve the world, especially seniors. They've made it through life this long, especially the ones that are around today. They've, they've lived through several recessions, wars, famine. Let them live their life. We're letting them down. Yeah. With dignity to the very end. We, we have no right to hinder that. They, they deserve everything like that's, and that's just what my, that's what my opinion is. Some people um, don't like it and like to argue with me about it, but I'm like, mm, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all rooted in like the right place though. You know what I mean? Like that was such a beautiful tangent, whatever that was that you just did. Like <laughs> I, you connected everything so well and it was so eloquently put like X, Y, and Z, this is why you need liability insurance. And it's not because you're out here, you know, doing the wrong things. You could be doing all the right things. I didn't do anything wrong. And then I realized like, I should ask some, some legal help here, like get some guidance here. You don't always have to be, you know, the shady PSW to need a bit of, you know, to lean into your, your membership in that sense. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, with the whole last bit there, especially we should let people live their lives with dignity and the public should be able to rely on us to take care of their loved one, like they're paying thousands of dollars for, like they're being told that it's all resident-centered and patient-centered and, you know, everybody's being taken care of. There shouldn't be any media stunts out there that, oh, we're getting help, we're getting help, we're getting help, but we're not actually helping anything. We're actually creating some pretty dangerous situations and then again, like ugh, everything you're saying, it's, it's like a negative connotation, but it's coming from the good place and someone who's so passionate about their job. And that is something that I've heard a little bit recently too. It's like, well, why, like, let's talk positively about the PSW profession. And I've heard this from the odd person, you know, because to be fair, like I've popped off on here and basically been like, let's air out some issues. And it's not like sunshine and rainbows. It's like pretty dark stuff, mm -hmm. but it's coming from a good place. And I'm doing all of this. And what you just said too, it's coming from a good place. We're doing it because we love our jobs, not because we want to rain on the field. You know, we, we love our jobs, but we want to a be the change. Can't be the change unless you're willing to air the negativity of stuff and be like, yes, this is what I witnessed. That is bad. We want to be the change and we want to see the change happen. So more people, yes, you need to talk about the good bits and the good bits is you get to take care of somebody's family members and you get to be with them until their dying moments. You, you got to be the difference in their lives, which that's, that's all some people need. They just need a smiling face to be able to take care of them. Yes. PSW, beautiful job. 
we do beautiful things for people, but people need to know the negative that's also going on with it. Because if you don't know the negative, you can't make changes to make things more positive. Yes. You connected it all so perfectly too. And again, with regulation to reinforcing that point, because I have heard, I've seen comments before online a while back. Well, I don't want to be regulated because I don't want to pay these dues or this or that, or whatever sort of rumor is going around that, you know, it's something that we're going to have to do or pay out or whatever. It's like, this is the best for our jobs because it demands respect and it holds us accountable. And like you said, people are out there accepting $8,000 in cash from people they get to walk up to the next person and do the same thing. And then so there's nothing, there's nothing stopping them. No. And, and also it's not only that <laughs> if people are complaining the fact that they have to pay dues. You want to see what I got to pay for a paralegal? Cause it's, it's a couple thousand every year. Still, I still pay it. Um, also dues are a tax write-off. Stop complaining. You get the money back at tax time. <laughs> like it just like it, it is it is what it is. If you want people to be safe and you want your job to be safe, um, fortunately, you're going to have to have a regulatory body that makes things good for everyone. And people also like to complain, well, oh, there's such a pay grade scale difference. There's some places you go work at, you're making minimum wage, 1550. There's other places that you work at, you know, you're making 22 bucks in long-term care. Well, regulatory body makes it so that the pay scale, like the difference in pay gets reduced. So people are actually making a livable wage. Um, we love that. Yep. <laughs> you want people to be able to work. You need to pay them to be able to pay their rent. Because if not, you got people working three, four jobs. Well, they're burnt out. Well, that does nothing either. But mm-hmm. people don't, I um, uh, found today, people don't like to think that 10 steps forward of what will happen if we do these things. They like to think of, oh, but how will this affect me? Well, whatever way that it may affect you is so minimal and all the good that it would do. Um, But I feel like especially going through this pandemic, um, instead of instead of everybody looking towards taking care of everybody else and it being a time of everyone should come together, um, it turned into me, 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 me. I just care about me. Um, It shouldn't be that way. you you should care. You should care for other people. That doesn't mean that you have to give money to, to people. It's just called being a decent person who goes, yeah. yes, I might be negatively affected in the slightest way, but look at how many people it positively affects. Right. But people, people just don't seem to understand that. And you've seen a lot within your year, your year as a PSW, not even yet. And it's, crazy and it's this just goes to show so much too about how important it is not to learn online and you said it all very well but you also went a little bit above and beyond and sort of pointing out the holes in our system and how we're contributing to that by creating these cut corner courses and it's scary to think about it's scary uh, for the public to be aware about because really we are exacerbating problems here and we're not being fair to those involved who signed up for the right reasons. And we're not being fair to those who are relying on PSW services. And we're not being fair to current PSWs that just want respect for their jobs as well. And I just, um, 
I really appreciate the way that you just put everything so well. I think I said that like a lot, but it was just so well said. And it was something I really wanted to get out on here on a podcast because in my brain, I'm like, you can't learn this online because all of our job is hands-on. So like, how did that even become an idea in some way? Like, I guess like good intentions, but I'm like, you just made an online course for a job that's entirely hands-on. And now good intentions just not, not thought out. There needs to be a further thought process to things. And, um, I honestly, I, I think this is something that everybody should, should hear. And I'm, I'm glad to have been able to come on and be able to, you know, help educate other people. Um, I've been thinking about, you know, him and Han doing my own stuff online. And this was just a great way to be able to, to come on and, and say something that needed to be said. And if there's anything in the future that needs to be said, I have no issue saying it too. So (laughs) I would love to have you come back on. I would like to even dive into your background as a paralegal and how it relates well to our careers. Cause I think that's beneficial for a lot of us to hear. Um, if you're interested in that, like, Oh yeah, I got, I got no issue with that. (laughs) I'm like, please come back. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I'll come back weekly if you want me. I have no issue. I I would love that. I just, yeah, I ate all of this up. I loved it so much. Thank you very much for taking the time out. I know you're busy. I know you own your own business and you're probably, you have to go to work right after this. So thank you so much for being here. Um, I would love to have you back and thanks for saying what needed to be said, but saying it in such a poetic thought out way. It's just chef's kiss. So good. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, we'll sign off for now and I'll talk to you all soon, but uh, take care and have a great day. Bye guys.